the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. We'll flow with it. Plug on in there, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, how about that? I didn't even know we were on, but that's the way it goes. You know, ever since I turned 57, I've lost track of time. You have. I'll wander the hallways. Mm -hmm. uh, Looking for your pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my pudding? You'll feverishly, uh, Dan tries to text me, and I usually leave my phone in the studio so he can't get me. It's all right. I'm used to that with Kathy. I try to text her, and it's somewhere that's not Are you saying that I'm just like Kathy? Not just like no, no. You have differences. That's no, cool. she's a she's a bean counter. I'm not. She's As very we much were a bean just counter, talking yes. with Doctor Jill about finances, etc. Good to have Doctor Jill on Tuesday edition of mm-hmm. Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. It's always good to have your wonderful Australian presence oh, in the studio you. here. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I love being here. Thank you for pulling out minute work. I only hear minute work like uh, every what four every, months every when four she months comes Doctor Jill's here. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. I notice it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Sad. didn't either because he wasn't plugged in to hear the headphones. So. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. I don't know. There was a show. When was that? A couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I usually put these on about 30 minutes before the show just to make sure they're in there. And uh, <laughs> I never go to the... Maybe this is too much information, but well, I... Well, she shared it before, so it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah okay. well, she, you know, she's not here. Oh, so I yeah. know where you're right. going. And she's a doctor, oh, so I know she, where you're going. she can yeah. help me. Yep. I went to the bathroom, yep. and I accidentally plugged the other end, and my... my um, well, what do you call that? It depends on what country you're from. Uh, well, the, the hole the between the button and the, the loop. Yeah. And so at the last second, like I just did, I went to plug in, and I couldn't get it out. So <laughs> there's everybody on Facebook Live. It looked awesome on yeah, Facebook, yeah. What kind of move was that? I don't know what that was. It's a new dance move. It's the new craze. I haven't been the same since the eclipse yesterday. Maybe no, that's, I haven't either. that's the first thing you said this morning, yeah. right? I, yeah, what I'm happened to it. you? I don't know. I'm just out of it. I think I took, uh, I have my medicine that I take in the morning, and I think I took one of the wrong pills this morning. <laughs> Oh, Seriously, no. I think I did because yeah. I'm just so out of it today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, it's eclipse disorder. That'll be the new thing that comes out. I like that. Yeah. Eclipse disorder. Hey, and well, that came from have, the doctor. If so you that, have yeah. eclipse disorder, disorder, go to jillsweetmancounseling.com and she Although, will put the glasses on you. <laughs> and, that, is, uh, that is abbreviated as ED, so I don't know if I want to say that I've got that. Say uh, <laughs> And if you have ED, you can call jillsweetmancounseling.com. Actually, I'm not so sure you go there but uh, anyway i did notice this morning i was reading and although i know a lot about you because i've known you since uh, i think we first last met week you since last week <laughs> you go way back you found I, me on the street I counseling do. i opened a phone book what's that daddy what's a phone book yeah uh known you for 
gosh, I guess about 20 years yeah, or so. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I thought I knew everything, but I just was reading your bio this morning just to freshen up, and I didn't realize you had a divinity. What did I say, Dan? A, divinity? a master's of divinity. Master's of divinity. I didn't yeah. know you can get a degree in candy. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he Different said that's another, divinity, yeah. that's another divinity. <laughs> yeah. Do they have divinity in Australia? You know what that is, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what about this. I mean, I've been here for over 20 years. Yeah. So I don't really much remember much. Couldn't tell, but that accent, right? I don't do. you wish you had that accent? I, I wish. I bought it on Amazon. What, what's that? You <laughs> bought it on... <laughs> you can get anything on Amazon these days. Now, is, true. Steve, is Steve still going, all right, baby, talk to me. I just want to hear you. And oh, you... sometimes, but when he really wants to understand what I'm saying, he gets very frustrated. Does he? It's like, yeah, what do you do? Well, I still drop Australian terms. Like, like Dixie. T- like you said something Dixie earlier. Dixie. Dixie. Oh, we're in this right. out. Not there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Dixie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That yes, was my 57 year old hearing that thought yeah. you said Dixie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, that's Steve's a cool lost his hearing a bit too. And oh, apparently really? my voice is at a level uh-huh. where, unless I'm actually <laughs> looking, looking at him in the face, he can't hear me. He doesn't know that I've been like. I'd laugh, but I'm the same way. Who in the studio is a doctor, and they should know what I'm about to say? Not me, right? Uh, yeah, not me, definitely. As long as you're married, the husband has that, what's it called, Dan, that, that hearing. That, selective hearing. Selective, selective hearing. hearing. Selective. Donna speaks in a tone, like and I can't hear it. Yeah, particularly when she asks you to do things. Yes. Yeah. She oh, yeah. hear it. And I try yeah. to get her to look at me, but for some reason she won't look at me. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the deal well, is. Well, you know but the funny, Steve still hasn't worked out that I didn't say I do. I said I don't. <laughs> he wasn't listening. Yeah, he wasn't. Yes, you know, he just still thinks I said I do. I mean, what is that? Why is he taking me to his house? Yeah, I just don't I understand. Just don't get it. Speaking of solar eclipse, did you did you do that? It was a big deal here. Look, you know, uh, someone's was... got to work while everyone's watching the solar eclipse. She's obviously not broadcasting, right? How many people were in the office on the eighth floor yesterday? Uh, Count none. them. Okay. I think the three of us. Yeah. Right. Right. Is that it? That's it. And then after you guys left, it was really just me up there for hours. I went home. Yeah. I, well, I took my uh, my goggles that I got from Jeff down I the hall and went home. I took my goggles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you wear your goggles? I did. All yeah. right. Here's my question. Now, you heard this whole hype about it, right? Elijah, uh, yes. my 14-year-old, came home and said, was that it? That's what yes, he said. Yeah. I mean, it was just like it, mm-hmm. we came, we saw. Underwhelming. We went. I watched it on television because I didn't want to go out and buy, you know, a thousand dollar glasses oh, I, mm-hmm. or fight the crowd. Right. And, and will you use the word totality at all anymore? Because we heard that word. I usually. said it quite a few times yesterday. Yeah. All right. Today. What yeah. are you going to use it in a sentence for something else besides the eclipse? Totality. I'm going to be here at this show for the totality of the show. All right, doctor. What about <laughs> you? Go. Totality. You've got to use that in a sentence. I'm going. To... <laughs> How do we put on the spot? How about you have a go? Yeah. Okay. Um, Tiana with one. I'm just going to say book. I am totality excited, Doctor Jill. Is here. <laughs> She's using it in a there whole. Way there we go. Yes. Oh, yeah. about, I am here in totality. Oh, there but that, you... That's a bit of a lie. Because... <laughs> you're not fully here today. Because your mind's somewhere I'm else. You want to be somewhere anyway. else. <laughs> well, we bribed Dr. Jill to come here. No, not really, yeah. but we enjoy every single second. Well, I thought about it. I heard totality every mm-hmm. other word yesterday, and I'm like, I don't oh, know I that I've ever that. used the word, and probably no one until 2024 will use it again. 
Probably not. Right? Because yeah, that's, that's the next true. E- I actually got invited to uh, the 2024 Solar Eclipse viewing party yesterday. Like, right <laughs> after the first one was over, somebody that created so a you. Facebook group. Hey, you want to come to the next They're party? Like, hey, yeah. see now, what kind of guy uses a one-liner? Hey, baby, how would you like to go to the 2024? <laughs> it was a boy that invited me mm-hmm. in Rochester. <laughs> Rochester, Yes, that's New right. York? That's correct. Okay. Wow. I mean, he's into you in totality. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. Very good. <laughs> Dr. Jill Sweetman in the studio. We're going to talk this morning about uh, relationships. And uh, Tiana with one N, we had talked, I think the last time Dr. Jill was here, we were talking a little bit about dating. Mm-hmm. And you weren't, you now you're 25. That's right. And I told you, I thought dating for you would be, and this is from the outside. Sure. Here's a 57-year-old guy thinking, well, this should be a no-brainer for you. No, it's I mean, very hard. You're a cutie. I got a great personality. You, there should be a line at the How door. How am I single? Yeah, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> the humility I in mean, all of this is just awesome. I mean, I asked myself that a few years ago too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So I thought we would, while you're here, because you're here for a short time, mm-hmm. the the uh, first. I don't mean you're here for a short time on Earth, but you're right, here for a short you time for clarifying in the uh, in, in the studio because you've got a meeting with uh, our executive producer. Adam the Beard, Samurai Man Bun, No Socks, Just Say No, Asher. Hollywood is in there somewhere. <laughs> just, say no. just say no. Just say no. That's what he said <laughs> in Hunted on CBS. Yeah. Uh, but we want to talk a little bit about, because uh, no doubt uh, Dr. Jill talks with and counsels folks mm-hmm. about about dating. Now, on, on so many levels, right, probably first-timers and those that have either lost loved ones or the big D happened, mm-hmm. and then it's like, Okay, well, I don't really feel like dating. Should I date? Or, hey, I want to date right now. How do I do this? So right. we can get into all that. But as you and I were talking, you, you, you've kind of felt like that it was a game Yes, at your age. Always. That's crazy. I know. I, I feel like there's always, I mean, you have to find the right balance. Like, if you're interested in someone, do I text him first? Or if I text him first, I'm too interested in him. But if I don't say anything, I'm not interested at all. And even if it starts out super great and smooth, it always seems to turn into this game of like cat and mouse a little bit, mm-hmm. which makes it really difficult to, I feel like, to fully be yourself because you don't want to seem like you're too interested because that scares a lot of guys my age. Like, whoa, commitment. No, thanks. That's right. Right. So it's kind of hard to find the balance or maybe just to meet someone who isn't interested in playing the game, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's leave it hang right there because we're going to take a break and we want to get into this to find out what Dr. Jill is going to say to uh, transform Tiana with no end, (laughs) uh, with one end, her her dating life. I kind of like the pickup line, the solar eclipse one. That might I work for right, you. yeah. Or- I'm going to come to my 2024 party, man. <laughs> We're going to play Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, Total Eclipse of the Heart from Bonnie Tyler. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Space Talk Live. Stay there. Like a happy bell in a foghorn world, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. You know, I got to stop eating Mexican food uh, the night before <laughs> yeah, the next do. day. But wow, I love it. Welcome to Tuesday. It is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst, always. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Well, the doctor is in. Dr. Jill, uh, uh, Jill Kirshner here in the uh, studio, and we're going to talk to her about relationships. Tiana with one in. Uh, who you usually hear just the first segment of the show. We've uh, we've glued her down to the mm-hmm. floor so <laughs> she can stay with us the second segment. We're going to talk about relationships in a few. Before we get into that, I went up this weekend to that special needs 
Remember Hutch and Cindy Matson, who have yeah. the special needs thrift store in right. um, Cumming? Mm-hmm. I went up there this weekend, and uh, the special needs um, folks, because uh, they're, they're not all kids, um, they make these dog treats, mm-hmm. and they sell them. Aww, and what cool. it is is uh, it is a thrift store, and it's really a nice one. You can go mm-hmm. to peercenter.org. These are for you since you have a dog. Uh, <laughs> or How about for if you I to just snack want to snack on, on right here? I understand. <laughs> I understand. Elijah said they Ooh, taste they really good, them. so there's one missing. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Leave it to my son. But Thank anyway, you. they uh, they bring money in through the thrift store, making things like that, so they can provide uh, employment for special needs uh, adults. Very cool. Which is really cool. That's so awesome. uh, Hutch and Cindy, we appreciate you guys. They want to be back on the show right. as well. Doctor Jill in studio. Okay, we we left off the last segment. You're talking about at your age dating, right? Which shouldn't be stressful, I I wouldn't think, but 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 it is, and that, it's I, so that's, stressful. That's that's okay. I mean, yeah. it's not to say that's wrong, but right. you think, well, you have, you know, you're 25. There should be flowers and music, and right. But you're talking about it's a game with with Doctor Jill. Go right. ahead. Let's that's pick right. Up. Um, I feel like most of the guys that I've met, anyway, it usually starts off like they are super interested and they're like all about Tiana, and then it comes to a point where. I feel like there's a game here and I'm like, oh, I haven't heard from him in a few days. Should I reach out to him? But if I do reach out to him, I'm too interested and I don't want to come off as clingy, Mm -hmm. which sounds really silly to say it out loud. But that's just from the experience that I've had with dating. That's really smart. Yeah. I mean, but it's almost like, but you can't fully be yourself. Like, I feel like I can't be at my 10 personality, which I'm at all the time when I'm trying to date someone because mm-hmm. I kind of have to keep it down at like a six to not seem overly eager. <laughs> I know it sounds I silly. I love how but you're rating your, yes, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> your personality. That's right. Usually 10 out of 10, folks. But, but is that common? Is that common really for us? Well, when we're dating, uh, we're very rarely, we're just not our real selves. Right. As as a relationship goes on, we become more comfortable with the other person. And so we can be our real selves. Uh, there's a fascinating book for married, for marrieds called His Needs, Her Needs. Yeah, great Building book. an Affair Proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. read it. And it talks all about the fact that we play games when right. we're dating. And we even say we're interested in things that we're not interested in to win the other person. And one of the hardest things is when uh, you get married, all of a sudden uh, we drop our guard and we become our real selves and our partners are really confused. Mm. So know that, you know, what you're doing, like guarding yourself Mm -hmm. with while you're dating, it's actually smart. Okay. It actually reminds me of the scripture too of you know, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when mm-hmm. you're dating, you know, it's easy for us to start fantasizing about the future, fantasizing about this person. And when we do fantasize, our often our um, feelings intensify for that other person. Right. Yeah, a lot of our life is fantasy. The sex life is predominantly fantasy. Okay. So you're best to minimalize those things mm-hmm. and more go with the realities of what you're finding with that person. It's very, very hard because God created us to be in relationship. Right. And here you are, this gorgeous girl, loves God. Thank you. Great character, integrity and all the rest of it. And we all think, well, where's the girl for you? 
where's the guy for you? Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Maybe you for that. Like, like, okay. What, <laughs> what station are we on? Sorry. <laughs> what kind of show is this? We'll be back. I mean, hey, there's some pretty liberal churches out there. <laughs> oh, you're right. oh, yeah, so, so you want, you know, you wonder, but the other thing is for your generation, right? And you would have noticed this. People are putting off getting married till later and later right. and looking more mm-hmm. for uh, the fast fixes for happiness. Mm-hmm. Let's take a trip overseas. Uh, let's invest a lot of money in material goods. And they think, oh, well, I can just get married later. Right. Uh, so that's it. And I think a lot of that's because of the role models before them. Right. Um, aren't great. You know, so much divorce, so much separation. A lot of my clients, you know, I get a lot of young people in and you go into family background and it, it's crazy. And I'm mm. not criticizing, you because know, right, I've been yeah. divorced myself. Um, but that's the reality. And then we also live in this world now where, uh, you know, a lot of the younger generation just don't expect the world to last. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they think, well, why bother settling down and getting married? Mm-hmm. Right. So... For you, it's very much, yes, keep your heart guarded and be real. You know, after if, if you're dating for a couple of months and you're thinking there could be something in the relationship, be bold enough to step up and say, hey, I'm not just into this for fun. Right. And I'd make it a face-to-face conversation. Right. Too many conversations these days are via text, yeah. email, and... As much as they're handy tools, it, things are better said face-to-face. And you, you can't relate what? the emotion through, through yeah. text. No, I agree with or you that. You can relate the wrong emotion through text, actually. And, and we're, we're all scared of being rejected. Yeah. We're all scared sure. of being told no. But better sooner than later. Right. Uh, you know, as you, you probably met some I – mean, it happens in church, too. You can meet some wonderful, wonderful people – and yeah, we hear messages on marriage, family, all of these things, dating. Every, you know, most weeks, and so you go to church and you're thinking, well, surely if I'm dating someone, he's going to have the same values. Hmm. But right. we're all on this journey mm-hmm. of trying to sort things out. And so, if you find someone and you think there's something in it, have the face-to-face conversation. You're risking your heart. You're risking your pride. Right. That's hard. But there's a certain power um, in knowing where the relationship is heading. Mm. Right. And I was going to ask you, my next question was mm. going to be, a lot of people, I mean, I have a pretty bold, outgoing personality. Yes. So sometimes it's hard for me to let the man take the lead and like ask me to do something first because I'm just, I mean, I'm really quick to be like, hey, do you want to do something? Which I think is totally fine. On the other hand, I have a lot of people saying, no, let him lead. You need to wait a second. Let him ask you to do something. Don't be too like, you know, aggressive and overly excited, which in my mind, I'm just being myself. But Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are saying like, you need to wait and be patient and let him come to you. And maybe just in the time that we're living in, I feel like, often girls are the one to ask the guys out on the dates, mm-hmm. but do you think that... I don't you, have a problem with you that. You don't? Okay. No. I mean, my personality is quite similar. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think at the beginning of the relationship, you can pace it a little bit. Sure. But I think you can still say, hey, are you interested in doing this? Right. And some guys actually like that mm-hmm. as long right. as they still okay. have a voice. Some guys are actually relieved for a woman to take the lead in some areas. You know, they work hard all day. 
they come home, you know, they take a half an hour to an hour to adjust to being dad, to being husband. A lot of the time they're happy for a woman to take the lead in certain areas. Sure. I'll give you an amen on that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming home and saying, where yes. do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Just please somebody just please, decide. Just, I, yeah, just exactly. tell me where we're going to go. Yes. Yeah. But in the beginning phases of a relationship, I mean, I would love if like for a man to be super intentional with me and like showing me that he's really interested in dating me like by reaching out to me. But I guess it's also hard to find, the again, the word balance of me reaching out to him equally as much as him reaching out to me mm. type of deal. Remember, he's trying to work you out too. Sure. So if he's interested in you... He's trying to work out, like you are, what risks to take. Mm. Relationships are risky. That's good. Right. Even with, uh, you know, you can you can try as hard, as hard as you hard as anything to make something work. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee. I felt, you know, I was married for 31 years. Right. And worked my hardest. And it, there's no guarantee. Right. Okay. So when you're dating, remember, he's nervous too. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. we we often you know we often think oh the guy should just take the lead and he's right. got it all together and he's not scared. He but is. They have their <laughs> nervous. Yeah. you know yeah. they're they're throwing their ego out on the line too mm-hmm. to see right. if you're going to accept or reject. So that's what I love about what you said. It's like you're the sort of girl who likes to throw out a few suggestions. Why don't we do this? As long as it's a suggestion, right? Okay. That makes it easier for him. And, you know, when you're asking questions of him, make the questions open-ended. Okay. Okay, so open-ended means that he's got some input in it as well. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Not fully taking control yes. of the yes. situation. Yes, Okay. Yeah. because you don't want to, you know, the word emasculates a strong word, but you don't want him to feel like he's got no choices. Right. right. And I know we only have a few seconds left, but my last question would be, how do you feel about going on dates with multiple people? I know for me, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go on dates with you. But I know for other people, they're like, oh, I'm going to go on a date with this guy this day and another guy another day. Mm-hmm. How would you say? I think it's confusing. Okay. Yes. I mean, I found that even just, yeah, I've talked to a lot of people about that, particularly um, yeah, first time round and second time round. Okay. And it's confusing. It's like you're playing this comparison game. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm speaking just for me. Um, but I would find that for most people, they're better to go out a few times with one person and get to know them. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jill Sweetman uh, Kirshner. Uh, you can go to uh, drjillcounseling.org and find out more. This could be a whole show. We should do yeah. a whole show. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We should bring yes. in some other singles as well. Yes. And you and this. I'll just go out and get uh, some coffee. <laughs> See you guys. And- <laughs> Wait for the next eclipse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. That's right. We'll be back. It's a hard break. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan with lots of daily inspiration and stuff. On Faith Talk Atlanta. Love it. It is a Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Tuesday. It is a great Tuesday to the left of me. Dr. Jill Kirshner. How do you like that move? Huh? That was a nice I still old dance got it. Move Did there. you see that bicep flexing right there? You did it right up there <laughs> with a do run run run. So, yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, I hurt myself. <laughs> you hurt your do run. It's too bad. <laughs> I hurt my do run a long okay. time ago. I sure wish Dr. Kirshner was, uh, was a chiropractor. Then I'd, I'd feel oh, much you better. Oh, you do not want me to 
<laughs> Donna, Sorry. my wife swears chiropractic. Now, to me, I'm like, I don't want oh, anybody touching me. Freaks don't me touch out. me. Don't touch yeah. me. But it's she just of, loves that. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Like when they twitch your neck, yeah, it's that, like I feel oh, like they're going to break oh, oh, my neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah want... And they go, just relax. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> How can you relax? You didn't really break my neck. Years ago, before actually before we had kids, she went and had a major back issues, and the chiropractor took her neck and went, wink, wink. Yes. And I was watching, Isn't that scary? and I was like, I thought I was going to faint. Yes. I thought I was going to fall out. But you're a, you're a big believer in chiropractic, aren't you? I'm a medium believer in chiropractic. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a big one. Call 1-800-CHIROPRACTIC. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Joe Kirshner uh, here. We're going to talk more about relationships. I love that last segment, uh, the last two, mm-hmm. really, with Tiana talking about dating. And I oh, mean it. We've got to do an entire show. Mm-hmm. We'll get a, a young man mm-hmm. uh, who is not a, in a relationship with Tiana. I think it would be a good thing about his perspective. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can text or call now. What's your number, Dan? Give it over the air right now if you want Send to. Send your picture yes. with your background. <laughs> Love that. Uh, let's talk about relationships in just a second. The Pastor's Appreciation event coming up the 19th of October. Dr. A.R. Bernard going to be speaking. Mm-hmm. Pastor, oh, you and cool. your staff are invited. Check it out at faithtalkatlanta.com. So good to have you. Uh, and Thank we had you. to reschedule from last time. Just yes, some issues yes, some in the family. Yes, some family traumas. Yeah, so sorry. Home. So no, sorry. It's, and know, home it's for you age. is Australia. You, you don't get to go back that no, often, No, I'm actually going you? next Monday. Are you my, really? Yeah, my dad's got about six months to a year to live, and my mum's uh, not well either. And I'm sorry. She just lost her last surviving brother. Brother. Mm. So that's, Your uncle. Yes, 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 okay. yes. So dealing with that, you know, it, it, it happens, but I want to do this season well. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're feeling up to it as well, I don't know if we'll have time in this show to talk about grief. I just lost my mother and those yeah. that have seen on Facebook and stuff. And I mentioned to you that uh, it's not that I'm, I don't know that I'm insensitive, but I just don't feel anything just trying to get dad, my 80-year-old father, through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, being an only child, it's it's up to me. And I don't mind that, but I just know that I want to get him moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so maybe a whole show on grief would be great. We could sure. do that on the other end of it, and we'll just see how you want to you want to do that. Because I think eventually it, it'll hit you. Yes, I'm, it's, it's shock, and then you've got the responsibility of right. getting someone else that's very dear to you through the process yeah. and so quite often you put your emotions on hold yeah. right. but also too during the helping that's actually moving you through the grief process as well yeah there'll be little things that you know all of a sudden you'll be in a certain place where you were with your mum, or you'll find something to do with your mum. yeah and that triggers right. emotion yeah mm. yeah mm-hmm. and, and getting the kids through it as mm-hmm. well was, exactly. was another issue. So yes. I feel like that I'm, I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and even Donna as well, because she was uh, close to, to my mother. Uh, so let's do that on That's another show, if it's okay with you. That's totally even fine. Even though we did touch on that. So knowing you um, for over 20 years, you were married for 31 years, and you had mentioned a story which I had forgotten about, which is a classic story. Your first husband, and we won't mention his name unless you want to, um, because I want to be sensitive there, um, and I would really like Dan to ask a lot of the questions since I know you so well. When you were married for seven years with your first husband, there was a time which he left, which I'd forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Now, in this process, you guys lived, which is kind of funny to me because <laughs> I didn't live this, but you lived in a bus in your parents' backyard. Yes. Right? 
And like you a had school bus? Or? School bus. And okay. you had water from the hose, I think. Was yes, your... we ran my parents' garden hose through the bus window. Because wow. the bus had been converted a little bit. It had the bus seats, but at the same time, um, there was a double bed mattress down the bus, down the back of the bus. So they'd pulled out some of the seats and they had a little sink in there. So we ran my parents' garden hose um, through the window into the sink. And then also we ran multiple extension cords from there. The wow. Bus. Which is funny now. Yeah, it's Was it funny, funny. then? Uh, I've always had a sense for adventure. So it was very frustrating in some ways. For example, I had two little boys in diapers. So basically, you know, because there was no toilet in the bus, so they just ran around the yard with no pants on and just went wherever, <laughs> which was an issue when they went to preschool. <laughs> yes, I love Dan's face yeah. when you said yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, they so just funny. thought you'd drop your pants and you'd go wherever. I mean, that's actually what happened. I got Did pulled in by the up? teacher. Oh, yes, yes. It's like, what's happened to the potty training with your kids? So, I mean, I look back and, I mean, honestly, uh, Dean was a wonderful, wonderful guy. And... Yeah, he said when he left, it was like, I hope you choose to remember the 28 great years we had together. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know, I'm, mm. and I'm not alone in this. I thought, you know, when my marriage broke down and particularly being a therapist, that I should have it all together in that era, right. in that area, and that I should know when things are starting to fall apart. But it's funny how now, because I've been through divorce, you know, after 31 years of marriage, it's a long time. Yes. Um, it's funny how many people now come into my office. It's like, help me process this, what's happened. It seems that quite often when a marriage is disintegrating, one person more or less just goes silent and they're probably dealing with guilt. Uh, they're probably dealing with how do I get out of this? How do I make it work? And finally everything just explodes mm -hmm. and that one person just walks away and the other person, so in my, for me, I was aware that we were struggling, uh, but I didn't know. At what level? You no, no. Level. I just thought, you know, we're both working too hard. We're both traveling way too much. Um, I would say I was burnt out, just mm. totally burnt out with all the travel and demands of life. So that would have put a strain on our marriage. And it was all good stuff you were doing. I mean, you think Amazing. about what you were Planting doing, churches, churches all over North churches. America, yeah, yep. and empowering yep. people. It's like, yep. wow, this yes. is it. Yes. Living the dream. Yes. And I think in some ways for people like us, you can become more enamored with ministry. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're not in ministry, you can, be, can become more enamored with your career. You know, we live in a world that really encourages women to find their own identity, find their career. Well, you've got the guy going for his career. You've got the woman going for her career. Well, what about your marriage? Right. You know, uh, as far as priorities, it, it's God and then it's your marriage. And God is not ministry. Uh, you know, ultimately, the most important thing for us is to have a relationship with God, getting to know God. But many people get ministry confused with God. They right. get their dreams they have in God confused with God. Yeah. Whereas really God's just about have a relationship with me. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he loves his church, but you know, he's he's not that caught up in like how many people have you won to the Lord this week? Right. How many areas in church are you involved in? It's it's a relationship with him and then right under that is that 
covenant that you've got with that person that you married your partner. And so for me, I think, you know, we probably got a little bit of that, a lot of that confused, probably more so for Dean than me because he's a guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hit your 50s and you're like, wow, you know, I've, I've only got so much time to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are quite, they're driven towards their careers. Mm-hmm. For women, we're more security-based. Uh, you know, we start hitting 50s, 60s, and we're very, you know, we, we want to do our family life well. Grandkids start coming along. It's like, I want to do that era well. Well, that's when a separation can happen too in a marriage. The guy's like, well, no, I've got my career. And you know, for Dean and me, we were working together in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so when I was desperate to slow down, because you know, my kidney function got down to it was 25%, mm-hmm. I was I was ill. So I and I started to realize it's like, wow, if I want to be around for my kids, I've got to do something about my health. But then you've got a partner who's like, well, you're taking my career from me. So, you know, things like that. It's like priorities can go out. So, I, you know, to me, I'm rambling, I'm sorry. No, but that's fine. No, to I think to me, good. you know, it's we need to constantly reevaluate our priorities and there needs to be a lot of give and take in relationships. And, you know, sometimes that's very, very hard because mm-hmm. it goes against what we want. But we have to come back to, okay, God, what are, what, what are, what's my commitment to you involved? Like I've got a relationship with you that I want to grow. And if I want to grow that, part of that is holding to the covenant of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really important. And, you know, it doesn't mean there's going to be instant gratification. It may mean we have to lay down a desire that's very dear to us. But we have to trust that in doing the right thing that God has our best interests at heart. So what was the hmm. question? I really want to point. You know, you're both looking at me like. <laughs> no, I, I think you were answering the question. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. I think as you talk about, uh, it's very important to talk about reevaluating your priorities and also along with that, reassessing what are my priorities yes. because it's very easy to get those out of whack and forget that it's God first in marriage because we can easily, as guys, get our career Yes. Uh, and kids and with wives, career and kids as well, all ahead of of God, number one, and then marriage as well. And that's how it easily falls apart, especially after the kids leave the home. And you don't have them there anymore. And you're like, who are you? Now, what, what, yeah, yeah. A wife has to reinvent herself right. uh, at that time. And very often husbands and wives do find that period of time very difficult. Right. They have to make an effort to reconnect because – the kids become a, a big focus. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, if a marriage is not very healthy before kids come along, quite often when kids come along, one of the adults, usually the wife, can overly pour into the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, husband's still got his career, so off he goes with that. Right. And if she overly pours into the kids and doesn't have other interests, when the kids leave, she either doesn't really let the kids leave Mm. and is still very enmeshed in them, mm. or she'll become very needy towards the husband. And the husband all of a sudden is like, Go What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave me yes, alone. Yes, Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's quite often where you know, a counsellor can pinpoint those sorts of things. Another thing that I've found a lot of, and I think this may have affected my situation, uh, when, my, when I married my first husband, um, we were very young. Uh, I think in his head... He thought that, you know, he always wanted to be a minister. 
So he, and I'm guessing a little bit here because why he actually left has never been resolved. Mm. I still don't really know to this day. Which, which is tough. Let's mm. pick up right there. Yeah. That, that's a cliffhanger right there. We're going to get it on the other side of this break. Dr. Jill Kirshner in the studio. Go to Dr. Jill Sweetman Counseling, Dr. John, or JillSweetmanCounseling.org. Or JillSweetmanCounseling.com. Hello. I got <laughs> it. That's there right go. there. Jill's yeah, and uh, do that while we're on break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Where ATL meets LOL. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Well, at least the other end of my headphones uh, was not caught in my, my loop. Well, that's good. We I, appreciate I couldn't that. find it. It's down there somewhere. Not sure. Welcome to Tuesday, the Tuesday edition. So many jokes. <laughs> so little time. Poor Dan. He's got to work with a senior every single day of his life. That's why he's in the sweet spot of his mediocre so radio he's career. What's that? I'm oh, not. Oh, look no, out. No, no, no. <laughs> By the way, did you see the, uh, yeah, the tip jar? Like, so, you know, this is, well, we're in the sweet spot of our mediocre me? radio. <laughs> you need one. So next time on your show. You know, I'm thinking Kay and Lisa took some out of there yesterday. It looks emptier oh, it looks than it did empty. yesterday. Yeah. It was like $100 in there. Now yeah. what's that? About six? That's how they went to Chick-fil-A <laughs> yesterday. Look out. All right. That was a great show yesterday. Great one today, too. Dr. Jill Sweetman. Kirshner, and we're going to talk more about relationships in a second. September the 2nd, which is ne- next week? Uh, is that next week, Celebrate Freedom? No, I think it's the week after. Is, is it two well, more weeks? It, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. That's yeah. the one after that one. Yeah. Then there's a couple of Mondays and yeah. another solar eclipse. That's hard to believe we're that close going, to it Yeah, now. it's that close. Wow. It's coming up on September the 2nd, Jim R. Miller Park. It's a free event. We do it every year. And you're going to see a dance mug on the Jumbotron along with so many artists. And your favorite is going to be Crowder. And who else is going to be there? Uh, Mercy Me is going to be there uh, for King and Country, who uh, Kay Dodd and her her daughter are very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Danny Gokey, Zach Williams, Holland, a whole bunch of others. So uh, come on out and see us. It is free, cool. and I think you can even get your parking taken care of if you go online or show up well, at someplace. Well, you, you uh, go to Ingalls and get your ticket, Ingles. and then uh, your, your parking's like five bucks. So. Yeah, awesome. Do it. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. Talking to uh, Dr. Jill here. And uh, we've got to have you back at least a couple of more times before the first of the year. Talk about, I love the single relationship stuff mm. and the grief I really want to yes. get into. Let's do that between uh, between now and and uh, 2018. Can you believe that? 2018. No. Wow. Here we are. Are we talking about relationships and specifically yours mm-hmm. um, with your first husband? And you talked about uh, off mic, I think. You talked about maybe you did while you were you were hot while the the mic was hot about the seed of doubt. You want to pick up there? Yes, uh, and I found this. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest things I found, you know, while working as a counselor, you learn a lot from the people that come in. Which sound I know that sounds weird, but I've always been a big believer, and you can learn from anyone. Mm. Education's one thing, but you don't have to be highly educated to be able to give away wisdom. So one of the things I've discovered is that quite often when we commit to marriage, we can carry a seed of doubt. And if that seed of doubt is not dealt with, it's like the the, the seed of faith. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if we put wrong thought into a seed of doubt, it grows over time. Mm-hmm. And particularly if we never talk about it with anyone, the only thoughts we're listening to are the thoughts in our own head, which are really, really scary. So, you know, I think I said to you, it's like, you know, we got engaged and then my ex-husband's parents' marriage broke up the day after. Mm-hmm. And that was devastating for him. And because mm-hmm. he, you know, he's an only child. And so his 
never really had anyone to talk to about a lot of this stuff. And quite often in churches, you know, we don't want people to now know our dirty laundry because right. we're worried it's going to get a, around mm-hmm. uh, get around the congregation mm-hmm. or we're worried the pastors might not think so much of us. And so we keep it to ourselves. And so you can, you can carry that seed of doubt and if your marriage is quite amicable and you've got good jobs and friends, that seed of doubt can more or less just lie dormant and you might think about it every so often, but your life's relatively good. Well, the thing is when you go through tough times, which we all know all marriages mm-hmm. do, that's when that seed of doubt can really start to surface and we start watering it more and more. It's like, I've married the wrong person. I've married the wrong person. Oh, well, you know, I've just got to get out of here. And mm. and so that's when that seed of doubt can really surface and start producing bad fruit. Well, the other, the spouse has got no idea really that anything's wrong. You know, we all live in marriages that are that you know that are dysfunctional none of us has a perfect marriage mm-hmm. and so we just get used to the way it is and when we're young and if your marriage has lasted the, a long time you think well this is just the way marriage is some people are great communicators some people aren't great communicators yet my husband my ex-husband was a great communicator on stage but not so good one on one he was a latchkey kid too only child mm-hmm. in daycare from I think six weeks of age, both parents worked full-time jobs. And mm. so he was alone a lot of the time and mm. really great guy. But, you know, communication one-on-one was definitely more difficult. But he was mm. a wonderful man in so many ways. I would say I felt very, very loved mm. up till the last few years of our marriage. But I think, you know, he probably carried a seed of doubt that maybe this isn't the right person. Maybe I should have dated a lot more because he was only – 20 when he married. Very young. Very, very young. And Mm -hmm. I'm not anti all young marriages, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, looking back, we married in a a time of great trauma for him. You know, he wasn't allowed to see his dad when his dad left because his mum was so, so hurt. So even the day when we got married, his father wasn't allowed to come to the wedding, which is devastating for a young man. So I think... During you know over those thirty years, yeah, you know, towards the end, it was getting tough because we were traveling extensively. Like you said, Rick, you know we did a lot of amazing things. God used us both incredibly. Mm-hmm. But I think as things got more difficult, that seed that he'd carried from just a young man grew and grew and grew to the degree where it was just like for him, it's like, I've just got to get out of here. Mm. Dr. Jill talking about the relationships, specifically her, her first husband. We got just a really less than a minute and a half. So someone struggling with that doubt. Uh, yes. We all have doubts, as you said. Mm. But how do we deal with that doubt? How do we get that doubt out? Do we get it out or how do we get it out? We've got to identify we, it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Can, do you, we got a minute and 30. Can you I do think, it there? Okay, so you, you're thinking maybe I've married the wrong person. You're married, you're married. Um, you know, but as I've always said, Marry a Christian, someone who has similar interests to you and seems to have a similar degree of commitment to the Lord as you. Very, mm. very important. The seed of doubt is all comes down to what are you spending your time fantasizing about, imagining? If you're spending a lot of time thinking about, I want to get out of here, get into counseling straight away. Mm-hmm. Because really with marriage, it's really not to do with whether you think it's the right person. It's 
be, there's a good thing. If you put a lot of energy into making the wrong person the right person, you can have a great marriage. If you put a lot of energy into whom you're married thinking they're the wrong person, they'll become the wrong person. That was really that's well a, said. That's a summary of what I'm trying to say. I love that. So it's not – so you've got to get rid of that thought that it's the wrong person. And by doing that, you stop thinking about it and you talk to people about what's going on mm. to resolve the little things that are driving you nuts about the other person. Right. So the, the little thing. Sorry, that's you all right. Go, the yeah. show with you always goes too fast. We got to yeah. have you. We're going to have you back a couple of times before the end of the year. JillSweetmanCounseling dot com. That's correct. Ask those questions. Maybe you know someone. Check her out. Uh, amazing. Thank you so much. That's a Thanks pleasure. for sharing Love your story. It, Tomorrow it's another great show. It'll be Wednesday, the middle of the week. I'm Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Have a stupendous Tuesday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.